that's right, dear listener. My name is Peter Hunspitek. Welcome to Hitbox. It's a show where we talk about video games, all things uh, past, present, and future. And I did finish Persona 5. With me this week is my good friend, Justin Magovich. How are you doing, Justin? Uh, how do you feel after, after reaching that mountaintop? Here's the thing. Through and through, it was a great game. And I, I really, I'm, I really, really loved it. And now I'm really, really missing it. Oh. And I was, I had said to you that I was interested in going back to platinum it, depending on how it ends. I thought it was going to kind of set it up so that I could sort of have free reign to go hang out with whoever and do whatever. No, no, no. It's just like, do you want to do new game plus or no? And mm-hmm. I said, thank you, Persona. I don't have the time to do that for you <laughs> to have to go through all of the different whatever and you know you restart with your personas and and everything like that so it's pretty easy to just you know snowball through the the dungeons and everything but that is that is sadly how it how it has ended for me and I never saw it coming the the ending what happened in, in at the end or the fact that you are missing out on playing it Oh, but I mean both the ending, but also that's the the song. It goes, "You never see it oh, coming." Got it. <laughs> Care- oh, hey, 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 hey careful, 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 careful. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that uh, that was all a joke. That is a uh, parody. So fair use. <laughs> a boom! I took a class in college about it. You know uh, all about it. I actually don't. It, I mean, in the class, they kind of just said, "I don't know." You figured out. Yeah, I know. It, like <laughs> it changes every three weeks. So got on. Yeah, I was like, okay, well. So yeah, uh, Persona 5 is a very good game. I think I'm going to wait to play Persona Royal, a Persona 5 Royal, for a while. When it comes out on Switch, fingers crossed. I was doing a lot of like deep dive, like a deep dive into it, and it seems like it might not, but at the same time, it depends on uh, how Catherine full body does on Switch. So did you buy that? Uh, I didn't because I have a girlfriend. and <laughs> You got to do your part. <laughs> do your part. I know. I was thinking about it, and, and I, apparently some of the some of the characters make little cameos in it which is cool oh. because i liked all the characters in persona i think it was like like an add on or something to that degree which would be in full body because that's kind of a collection of all the dlc and everything yeah uh, yeah it, i just find it weird that they would they would compare the sales for catherine to the sales right, right. of persona because i think they're very different and i think yes. more people would do the persona but whatever oh whatever right oh whatever but anyway, uh, do you have a sound for me today? Yep. A hitbox sound. Let's hear it. You hear that? That what loud is that? noise is the sound of change in a Coke bottle because I got to empty this out because I spent a lot of money on video games this week. Did you really? What'd you buy? I bought a PlayStation 5. Oh, I actually didn't. I We had texted about it a little bit. I didn't know that you actually got one. I finally got through it. The, okay, 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 okay. So let's let's talk about this. Before, uh, let's talk about this first. I know sure, I know that we kind it. of like let's set up an order it. for our show, but let's talk about this first. So the the PlayStation Five showcase was last Wednesday, when our most recent episode went up. And am I saying that PlayStation sort of outshined us a little bit? Yeah, it, slightly. Yeah. But you know, but did anyone want to hear us being like, "Ooh, the Xbox Series S is <laughs> <laughs> probably not." <laughs> uh, that said. This was I was a very exciting announcement because not only did they show off uh, some very cool games, which we have a list of a complete and total list of right here, but they also you know unveiled the price for both the digital PS5 and the uh, physical disc drive version of it. Did you buy the digital one or the the disc one? 
Oh, I bought the the disc one. I mean, it wasn't really even a, a oh really a, a question for me. Like the, between like the the memory situation on the digital versus not, but also like having a Blu-ray player or something that I, that I thought would be nice to have in my back pocket because you never know. Um, yeah, and you know, also just I like kind of buying games on the cheap sometimes, and you get a lot better deals more frequently with disc games than you would if you had uh, mm-hmm. all digital collection. So still went with the disc version, but I mean, at a certain point, it's the same thing. You might as well just get the, the, the better version. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually, I'm very surprised that you got a disc one because I know that you were pretty adamant about being, for the most part, like pretty much all digital, but... Well, even though I would say, I would say 85% of my games, I buy uh, all uh, digitally, um, specifically if it's like a new one. But if ever like, you know, there's a deal and like something is like $30 or something over whatever, and if I don't buy it right away, it makes sense to kind of just wait to get the... Um, to get the hard copy of it but depending on the game like it i don't think i'd buy something i keep taking in and out of my my console non-stop like a right, you know right. a destiny or uh overwatch or a marvel's the avengers or anything I, i'd keep that one downloaded on, on the on the system right. regardless well it, it's also i mean saying that you just wanted to have a blu-ray player also makes a lot of sense because to my understanding there is the disc the, like the discless xbox not the Series S, but there's a all digital Xbox. I think that's out right now, Xbox One. I might also mm-hmm. be making that up, um, but I think you can attach a disc drive to it so that that works if you wanted to have like a Blu-ray player or something of that nature. Whereas, to my understanding, the like Sony has come out and said that you cannot do that with with the discless PS5. It's odd so that how- that we don't have a hundred percent clarity about what PlayStation is doing with. Uh- <laughs> it's almost system. like here's the thing here's the thing it feels like the government where we're like hey so what's the plan and they're like no no, no don't worry about it and like well no i want to worry about it because i'm curious <laughs> sort of what's going on and they're like it's fine just buy the just buy it I'm like well uh, well hmm, i will i mean maybe we'll see but I would like more information. Yeah, a lot a lot of what they're doing makes me think that they're kind of just taking it one day at a time, which really isn't a bad way to go about it, uh, but it's a very no. confusing way to go about it from a consumer standpoint. Yes. So and you had said that there this has been just so like botched there the release of this and and the marketing towards it. What what exactly do you mean by that? Like just them talking to the consumer about very clearly, very simply, what you will be able to get on PS5 when it launches. Yeah, um, Or even true. in the, the initial launch window has been mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, one of the games they mentioned uh, in the uh, uh, State of Play, right? Was that what this was? Was it a State of Play when they announced it? No, it was just like a PS5 showcase. Okay, so for the, for the showcase, for the showcase, they, they showed... Miles Morales, they it looked awesome. It looked great, but then mm-hmm. they kind of like behind the scenes, they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's also on PS4 too." And they right. initially said that wasn't going to be the case; that it was going to be, you know, uh, on PS5, and they weren't very clear about that. So mm-hmm. when they first announced the Miles Morales thing coming at the launch, why? At that point, they should have been like, it's on PS4 and PS5. And I get what they're probably wanting to do is they want you to buy the PS5 and associate it with PS5. But that kind of like that one small example is like magnified with all of their games from backwards compatibility to is it an exclusive? Is it coming to PC? Is it, you know, like what is it? And it's just very hard to go through and like understand what you are going to be able to get 
on PlayStation 5, how it's going to work on PlayStation 5, um, and what kind of the differences between a PS4 and a PS5 port are. Well, what's what's kind of crazy, too, is that so a lot of the trailers that we saw ended with, you know, only on PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you know, even with Spider-Man or, or I think uh, with with Final Fantasy 16, as well as I had to do some work talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. And I was like writing like this is going to be the first PlayStation exclusive. And then I like looked at the trailer and said, and also on PC. <laughs> yeah. What, oh, what so is, it's not. So it's yeah. just not only on PlayStation 5. And then also, oh, this will probably also be on PS4 because that's kind of how they're doing it. And they've been so afraid to come out and say, "You listen, you can't play your PS3 games here. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, like, like, just say it. I know, I know that you're gonna like. You, I know that you know that you are going to get some flack for that, but I don't know if anyone's really going to be plugging in the original Uncharted or you know God of War three on the disc in into your into your thing. So just come out and say it, and and you'll get the you'll hit the backlash, but at least it'll be clear what what is actually going on. And and I think the consumers would totally be cool with that because the initial PlayStation Three had backwards compatibility with PS Two. Mm-hmm. Put the disc in there, you could play your games. It was great. But then on the up, like the mid generation upgrade, they took that out. And why would they take that out? Because people probably weren't using it. Right. You yeah. know, like, and I I'm pretty sure that with a lot of this backwards compatibility stuff, I can't even speak. But with this backwards compatibility stuff. Like, it's great to have, but if not everyone is using it and barely anyone is using it, why would they want to make it something that they're focusing on? And I I feel like Xbox almost needs to do that because they're working from behind, so they're trying to keep people on their ecosystem or ecosystem. But with PlayStation, like, they don't need to, and I don't think that's an arrogant move for them to do that. Like, they should just say that that's not their main plan. That is that's that's true. So so you have pre-ordered your PS5. I have not yet. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. And there's a few factors for me. The first thing is, okay, well, what am I going to be able to play on there that I'm not going to be able to play on my PS4? And something that I'm trying to that I've been sort of grappling with is, okay, I know that I'll be able to play Spider-Man when it comes out on my PS4. But as soon as those gameplay side by side like videos start hitting twitter or youtube or whatever it's going to be pretty apparent the difference between these two systems i I think at least from a graphical perspective and probably from a performance perspective as well because i mean i don't know just in the the original you know insomniac spider-man game i think it ran fine but i think there were points in which it did not always function super well so i'm sure that you're totally going to be able to see that difference but to me it seems like it's going to be the, the games that are going to be out for it, it's going to be Spider-Man, Astro's Playroom, which is like, I have no, not, uh, it's, it's yeah, nothing not for to me diminish personally. it, but that's not like, it's, it's probably going to be a demo of a lot of the stuff that you can do right. on the, the PS5 rather than it being a full crazy game. I'm not buying a PS5 to play Astro's Playroom. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and Demon Souls. I think, cause I think that's out day one as well. <laughs> is it? I think, well, <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it is, like, but like, knows, is it? <laughs> Right, right. So I have been grappling with that because also part of me feels like, okay, this thing is huge. It's 15 inches like uh, wide, which is so wild to me. And also, personally, I think it's kind of ugly. Yeah. Like, I, 
I think it's kind of really ugly. And I know like the white is actually kind of cool. And I, I do dig, you know, white stuff. I think I have a white Xbox one. In fact, I do have a white Xbox one, but it just looks kind of like, so that's going to go underneath my TV. Oh, and it's going to be the size of half a yardstick. I mean, it's not, that's not how big <laughs> that is, but like, it's so big. So I don't know. I, I've been really, really grappling with that, but I mean, I'm, I, I, I still don't know yet, but I I think I'll get one at some point. It just seems like they're not focusing so much on the launch games. They're just focused on the launch experience. Sure, sure. And I think that really really shows clear with uh, the PlayStation collection that PlayStation announced uh, at their showcase. um, Because that is such a consumer-friendly move on Sony. So if you buy a PlayStation 5, you will get this list of classic games that you could already play in playstation 4 but if you have playstation plus you get to play them all which i think is kind of kind of a cool little deal i mean it's like these are the games you'd want to probably play if you had a, a playstation 4 minus the ones well, that just came out recently but like this these is like are these are good... the slam dunk games yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, i mean we, like just looking at it god of war bloodborne uh arkham knight uh, last of us remastered resident evil until dawn i mean that's, you, forgot, you forgot Days Gone. Did you, did you, why why I, didn't you say per- Days Gone? Here's the thing. I actually, I'm looking at the list, and I was going to say Days Gone, but then I was like, oh, no, actually, actually, no. I'm not going to say Days Gone in lists of games that are... Hey, I, I'm going to... Uh, this will be did a hill like like, I, I will be more than happy to die on, but sure Days Gone is actually a pretty fun game. Okay. I remember I was excited about the trailer, because I was like, that looks very interesting with like the hordes of zombies and whatever, and then I was kind of like, okay, that's fine. It looks like a lot of gray and a lot of motorcycles <laughs> and a lot of men who look like they wanted to be in gears of war but didn't get cast a guy's name is boozer in there and it's pretty he's he's pretty cool <laughs> all right well there's maybe also I'll a play cute little boozer. dog too a little, little dog that you give boozer so okay well Spoiler so maybe, maybe i'll check it out does the dog is the dog like is it okay like one of the one of one of the uh the quests is you have to find a squeaky toy for it 10 out of 10 <laughs> anyway, so before we get to the games that we are playing uh, today, what was the pre-order process like? Because it sounds like you were playing that for about five hours. Oh, man. That put, was put a few hours into that game. Yeah, that, that was probably the game the I, I spent the most time on this week, <laughs> um, which says something. But um, yeah, that was a the whole process was kind of a mess, and I don't know whose fault it was, but it's hard to not blame Sony for it. Where did you get it from? So I eventually got it from Sony. Oh, interesting. Yeah, a couple of uh, weeks ago when they had that pre-order thing, like, hey, you can register to get the chance to get a PlayStation 5 pre-order. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent that email, and I think you did too, right? I did. I think that they didn't think I'm a true gamer. <laughs> I, think they, I think they looked at, like, first date, first game played, November? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so I got this email um, at uh you texted me it was like 11 30 it was pretty late at night actually which is kind of funny um at 11 20 at night on september 16th about that i was officially um selected uh i got an invitation to pre-order it and i'm glad i got this it's it if i would have been on top of things more i would have probably been really upset with the whole pre-order process more so than i was because 
Sony in their in their conference was like, we are going to ha- start pre-orders tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And that was already a little vague. Like, what do you mean? Do you mean like at midnight? Do you mean at right, like right. 10 o'clock, like central or whatever? Um, but then you get good old, uh, I think Walmart was one of the first ones to just say like, now nah, we're just gonna we're gonna launch this now. So like, just do it. Just do they it just now. launched yeah. it, and then the dominoes started falling. And this was still on the sixteenth. Everyone started to just yeah open their pre orders. There wasn't a clear message about it. People were freaking out because you know sites were crashing. The the, the they didn't know to wait, so they were mad that they weren't waiting there and all this stuff. And then people were refreshing and trying and doing all this stuff. Um, and people were were furious at that because they they felt like. They were lied to again by Sony saying that, well, you said it was right. going to be tomorrow, but look at it now. Um, so I, I didn't even realize this was going on. And I get a text uh, from my brother-in-law being like, oh, I hope you got your pre-order in. And I was like, what do you mean? Those aren't till tomorrow. And I looked at the Internet and it was like, like people are just it's like, like the gift from community of uh, Donald Glover walking in with the pizza and everything's on fire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. I was like, oh, well, I. Uh, this will be a problem. So I went on a couple websites and trying to do it. I was on Best Buy who said they they had stock, but then it was like loading and I would like click the thing and it would like bring me back to the top and I keep doing that and just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, so I I was I was kind of like at by the time I got this PlayStation email, I was like, I, I guess I'm not gonna pre-order and I'm okay with that because we were just talking mm. about like it's not the end of the world. Like I, yeah. I if I really was interested in pre-ordering it, I would have had all the bookmarks set up and, and refreshed all that stuff. But right, right. Um. Then I got that email, and that was a nice little security blanket, and I still played the game of trying to pre-order for the next day because mm-hmm. the email said that it was going to be Friday, September uh, 18th, starting at 10 a.m. Um, I believe it's 10 a.m. Pacific time, so that was okay. what, noon. Um, yeah. So I still was trying. I still was going in to check to if places had stock because I figured like the worst that would happen is I get two and then I could either, you know, sell it to one of my friends or, you know, be that guy on eBay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and I don't think that would be a bad thing. But in the meantime, a bunch of people who had pre-ordered on like Amazon have gotten cancel notification, not cancel or uh, th- say that this might be delayed <laughs> notifications. Mm-hmm, yeah. So like the guarantee of getting on the first day was probably not great. Um, but the process of actually doing it through, through Sony was wonderful. It was almost oh, like good. when you're when you're trying to get uh, tickets uh, at a, a event. Okay, sure. For like so, a concerts or whatever. Yeah, for a con. Yeah, a concert. <laughs> What's a concert nowadays? I totally forgot what those are. Back back when those existed, right? Um, but they actually so you had to use a link that they gave you that was associated with your PlayStation um, ID. Okay, so I like went up ahead of time. I logged into PlayStation on my uh, browser just so I could easily click the link, and they they would send me there. So I clicked on the link that, that there was like a countdown being like pre-order queue will open in an hour. So it was like a queue to a queue, and then yep. um, when it actually happened, the page automatically refreshed, and it was like you're in the queue. You have a 14 minute wait, and it was pretty accurate for waiting oh. 14 minutes. They put me to the PlayStation website. I could pick out the things I wanted: the digital, the the disc, um, if mm. I want an extra controller, camera everything like that you just put in your cart and then you buy it and um i initially bought the playstation 5 and the camera the hd camera figuring that if i wanted to play vr on it i don't know if it'd be supported initially or Mm -hmm. not but i wanted to just have that i know they said you could get like a link uh, a thing to hook up your old one to it but i was like eh, whatever um and then i bought it and i was like maybe i should have gotten another controller so then i went back to that link and they just put you in the queue again so i could have waited this by the time I did it again, it was like an hour and a half queue. Mm-hmm. So I could have just waited again to get it. I ultimately decided it wasn't worth it, but 
Um, it was, you know, I, I thought that process was really awesome. And bo- wouldn't it have been great if that's what it was like from the beginning? I was going to say, it sounds like you are the only person who had that experience because everyone on Twitter is really mad. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was just so pleased as punch from the uh, initial like being upset about the pre-orders to then getting that email being like, oh, OK, fine. This is great. Right. And if if for whatever reason I get delayed for the day one uh, shipping, um, that's on Sony. And I directly have a finger to point to if I don't get it on the first day. Well, and also, I mean, I don't know. You're an adult that sometimes who understands that sometimes things don't happen when they're supposed to <laughs> exactly and <laughs> this is not going to be the end of the world right like it's just anyway so um i what else have you been playing oh so the real thing i've been playing is yeah. uh no shock to anyone who has listened to me uh, complain about this for the past couple weeks marvel's the avengers i have been going hard at that game yeah. Seems like it's got your uh, hooks in you. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, yeah, because I'm going hard right. at it. But like, it's to the point when um, I've beaten the single player story. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and uh, I have thoughts on it. It was it was fine. It was very comic book like. Uh, and then I started to do the post game stuff, and I'm actually having pretty uh, a lot of fun, like starting to uh, level up um, the power on my mm-hmm. character. The only problem is, eventually. If I want to start doing other characters, it's going to be pretty boring because I've done a lot of the the good missions yeah, sure. to to get them leveled up. So there, there'll be that like jump from the you know power level twenty to power level sixty. I'm making up these numbers, yeah. but like right, there'll be right. that initial jump that's going to suck for every character until I can start doing the more high level stuff. Mm-hmm. That is pretty. It, I'm walking through it pretty nicely with my first character that I'm trying to level up because they have like a bunch of like missions and stuff. But by the time you get to your sixth character, I'll have played that same mission six times, <laughs> right. and it'll just be a little a little tiring at that point. But um, yeah. I, I played it uh, probably at this point of uh, fifteen, heading towards twenty hours maybe. Wow. Okay. Um and uh, uh, there's like some weird load in issues here and there and a couple sure, things like that, but like nothing that I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, most games of service games launch rough anyway. So they do not come out fully baked. That is n- they are not finished. <laughs> and no, this never. this one is definitely could have used a couple more minutes in the in the oven, but Yeah. Well, that's cool. What about you? What have you been playing? Well, apart from all the indie games that we are going to be talking about later, Elena and I, Elena decided Control was not for her, so I've been playing that a little bit on my own, and I am loving every moment of it. And then we started playing Detroit Become Human, because we like to play games with with good stories that she can make choices in, you know? Mm -hmm. And while it is, we're not, I, I have no idea how far into it we are, but I mean, we haven't finished it. It's it's pretty good, minus the like bad parts of it, and by that I mean like I mean it just like the whole like like racism allegory. It could have been a fine game about like had they tried to like not, I don't know. I'm trying to be very careful about exactly what I'm trying to say. It it feels like they are inappropriately using a lot of like symbolism and imagery from you know civil civil rights movement and and stuff of that nature, which feels I'll say it gross and bad but if you strip that away it's still a, it's still an interesting enough game i think it's probably the best uh what's a developer quantic dream with david cage yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think it's quantic dream i i think it it you know i was t- talking to her about heavy rain and i was like maybe we should play that too i mean that def- game definitely does not hold up in the way that maybe i think it does in my brain but so far all the set pieces from heavy rain are in detroit become human but done <laughs> way better 
So yeah, I um, I, I I would actually say that uh, uh, Heavy Rain does hold up pretty well. Some of the gameplay oh, cool. stuff is pretty slow, but I think the story itself, I think that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I'm not quite sure where you are with Detroit Become Human, but a lot of the the race allegory stuff really by the end uh, becomes a little a little loud. <laughs> Yeah, here's the thing, like, obviously, if you make a story about, like, okay, well, here are some, like, here are some slaves that look like people, it's like, oh, that is gonna have some tones to it, you know, and obviously, like, hey, that that is a mature thing to talk about, and I think that that can be a good thing to talk about it, but so far, again, we haven't finished it, but so far, it seems like the statement that they're making is, hey, racism is bad and it's like bro i know <laughs> like i am on board what do you have to say about that you know it sounds like they heard about like they were studying history and they're like do you guys know about this this is messed up and it's like yeah like the civil rights movement yeah we like just just wait till you start get the 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 uh, nazi germany imagery i've heard i've heard that it gets pretty heavy-handed and on it and like it's it just it's so on the nose and it's a little bit like come on like Say something interesting. Do something interesting with this instead of just saying like, "Remember Rosa Parks sitting at the back of the bus." And it's like, yeah. It, it okay. the 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 thing that you were saying is like head on though is that the the actual polish and the gameplay around it is so much better than like Heavy Rain. Yeah, yeah. You know, just from the graphics to even like the the way the timeline works, that you can easily like go back and see decisions you made, and like go mm-hmm. back and like try something again. It's, it's 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 fun enough, and it's the kind of thing that is definitely interesting to talk about for both of us on both a like, well, what is this game like on both a like talking about AI level for mm. us having our own conversations, and then also talking about like, hey, this is a bad racism allegory, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's like little... saying like, hey, that was really inappropriate, and they shouldn't have done that. Um, so I think it's been an interesting talking piece on both points. And it's also going to be available on the PS Plus collection. Yes, it is. Yes, so it that's is. Another, if, if you haven't played it and you're listening to us, uh, either play it now or just wait a little bit. Okay, so then let's let's talk about topic number two. Justin, you and I both played some independent games, indie Indies. games, independent, Indies. independently developed games uh, this week, and... I want to talk about them. The first one, though, we both played, and then we both played, I think, two additional games. Is that correct? You played two? Uh, well, like two in a demo, sort of. Okay. Well, also, we can round it, too. I played two. I didn't play any demos of nothing. But the first <laughs> game that, that we both did play is called A Short Hike, and it is maybe one of the, the sweetest things I played this entire year. Did you Did you have a similar reaction? What did you think? I really liked it a lot. Uh, I th- I feel like this game, like in in the time that we're in, I think is such a perfect little fun distraction that yeah. you could spend a short amount of time with, or you can spend a lot more amount of time with if you want yeah. to one hundred percent it. And you don't have to one hundred percent it; you can if you want. But it's just like a perfect like little. Eh, it's a fun little weekend game. Yeah, I mean, because you can beat the story in like like big air quotes around like the story in like an hour or hour or so. But the to explore the world and to talk to everybody and see all the actual things that are going on, there's actually some some really cool stuff that's sort of hiding away from things. Real quick, it is developed by Adam Gryu, Gyru, Adam G R Y. It's developed by our good friend Adam. Adam Gryu, and it's really good. It's really really sweet, and. It is, to me, it's like the dialogue feels like it's from A Night in the Woods. Did you ever play that? You play as like a cat. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I, I started playing it, um, but I stopped. Yeah, that, that game has a really good opening, and then... And then it goes a little slow. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. 
but but the dialogue is is really good and the writing is really good in that game and so it felt like the dialogue from that and then it also has like major animal crossing vibes i don't know if you felt that as well i mean there's some pretty clear animal crossing like stuff with the stars in the ground and the money rock and all that i don't know if you found those things so um i i i have to admit that one of my my favorite characters and one of the reasons i probably stopped playing new horizons frequently um is the little bird jay little sports bird jay are you familiar with what this guy looks like i'm not but i'm pulling it up uh he looks exactly like the main character claire in this and uh i I was so upset that i i don't have jay on my island and then seeing this main character looking Uh, just like jay it the second you you, i saw this character i just was smiling i was so happy taking to such a good place it's so sweet just just run around and and adorable little character Yes, yes. And I, I think that the story is is really nice. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you are interested, go play it. It'll take you an hour if, if you really want you know, to, to finish it that quick. But it, it's, it's really, really sweet. And I think it ends really, really well. Like the final moments of the game are really, really great. And then just like an abrupt ending, which is my favorite kind of ending personally. Because it, to me, the game says what it has to say. It's fun enough, and then it just, boom, is over. And I love that because, I don't know, it, it's not overstaying its welcome. And then it invites you to, you know, you can keep exploring if you want, or you can, you know, put it down never play it again. Do you, do you want to talk about, like, what the actual the, the actual gameplay is like? Like, if I want to play this game, what's the moment yeah, to yeah. moment? Okay, so uh, this game is basically, uh, it's kind of like a top-down perspective um, I'm not sure of the of the term, but like you're in a 3D world kind of, and you can kind of manipulate the camera a little bit and like tilt it to right, see things right. a little bit better. But it's like a top down thing, and you're this little bird, um, and you know basically your goal is that you're you're I guess are you vacationing in like a camping ground area? You're hanging out with your aunt who is like a ranger at this like national park basically, and you're waiting on a phone call from your mom. And the only place that there's any good cell phone reception is at the very top of Hawk's Peak. And so then you basically have to get to the top of this Hawk's Peak. That's kind of like the driving factor to the game. Mm -hmm. But of course, as you're going, you're exploring, talking to people. And as you're talking to people, you start to uh, either accomplish tasks for them or pick up these like uh, feathers. You get feathers sometimes from people that allow you to traverse the environment uh, better. Um, Like you can run, you can... uh, Fly, uh, like double, triple, quadruple jump if you get enough, uh, and you like can also like your just, wings is flying, yeah. Yeah, you can also just kind of free climb um, longer the more feathers you have. So the game kind of becomes one of those you got to find or like quote unquote solve the puzzle or find the hidden golden mm-hmm. feathers in order to progress. Uh, yeah. And you know, as you're doing that, you're you're just meeting all these characters, and there's so many little fun things with them. And uh, I don't want to spoil all like the story stuff because pr- I think part of the joy of this game is um, uh, seeing, uh, hearing the stories. But there's this this one like little wholesome interaction that I think is kind of a good um, a good way to explain like what kind of character interactions you have with this. Uh, is this and the it's, rabbit. It's the rabbit and the in the, yes, the turtle. Yes, yes. And you basically are like climbing up this mountain, and you see this rabbit who's running around, and it's like oh, I can't find my my red headband. Have you found my red headband? Uh, did you see it anywhere? And you're like, no, I'll help you look for it. And then you basically keep walking, and you see this turtle with a red headband running, and it's like, oh my god, did that turtle just steal this headband? And I was like, what a jerk turtle. And he talked to the turtle and he's like, oh, no, uh, but, you know, I, I heard that um, 
the the, the rabbit character wanted to uh, was going to run and they're not going to run if they don't have their headband. Oh no! Well, this is mine, but why don't you give them this red headband? And if if they get this headband, then they can run against me. I was really looking forward to running against them. And you give it back to the rabbit, and the rabbit's like, "This isn't my headband, but wait a second, it's this turtle's headband. He's like a regional champion. Oh my god, this must be even luckier than the headband that that I had. I'm going to wear it and run." And it was just like this little back and forth interaction that was just like so kind in nature and like so sweet if if people were only that nice to each other it was just i was just smiling during that part being like and it's funny because it's a a, a rabbit and a a turtle too the tortoise and the hare kind of riff but do you know what happens if you talk to the rabbit again Uh, no she gives you the headband and you can wear it oh really i didn't even know (laughs) that because 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 she's like actually i don't think i need this like i think that i'm lucky enough on my own and i and i don't want to beat the turtle based on i'm making this up for, yeah, yeah. I, I, for, for whatever reason, she's like, I don't need actually. I actually don't think I need this, and she gives you the headband. You can put it on. There's, I, I found two hats in the game. It's the headband and then the Junior Ranger hat, which yeah, I, I did ha- buy for a cool two hundred coins. Yeah, I was I was wearing the Junior Ranger one, but like I think that like that is the kind of like puzzles you'll be dealing with at this game. Like nothing right. hard. You're just like someone will say, "I need this thing," and then you'll see this one thing, and it's like, "Well, how do I get that thing?" And then you try to get it, and eventually you find it by talking to someone or just randomly stumbling across the thing, and you give it back to them, and they give you something for a vanity item or some kind of progression, like a like a feather. Um, and it just, it just, there's so many little cute things like that, that, as I said, I think, uh, according to steam, I played this for 77 minutes, um, to, oh, cool. like, I get, thought you were about to say hours and I was like, whoa, I don't know what your weekend necessary. was like, but mine was <laughs> like... crazy. <laughs> um, but I played it for 77 minutes, but if I really went through and started to like explore the Island more and see more stuff, like I could have spent, you know, probably another couple hours in there and had a good time with it. I played it for about two hours because here's the thing. You can rush through it and just get to the top and then game's over. But I think that part of the joy of the game is not doing that, is is combing over and talking to people and seeing like, oh my gosh, there's a whole thing over here. There's this great uh, interaction with this person who's camping in some place that you're not allowed to camp. Did you talk to this person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> they're like hey, don't tell anyone that I'm camping here because I'm not allowed to be doing this. I don't have a permit. And you're like, okay. And they're like, don't tell anyone. And you're like, okay, and then you walk away, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's, like... it's there's it, the whole world is is, I think, overflowing with personality and overflowing with cute little moments that are exactly what you're saying. Where it's like, oh, this is actually very sweet, and this is actually exactly what you want it to be because it's just it's just good, and it's very nice in some it's a nice escape at least for me to just say let's go to a place where people are just happy and things are just good and all you are is a little little penguin guy i mean he looks like a penguin but he's not a penguin because they are historically flightless birds little jay little jay it's a good Um, game how many how many uh of the gold feathers did you beat the game with uh 12 maybe oh i don't don't remember there's like this one uh progression part part when they're like you basically need seven to get to the top Right, um, right. So I got the seven, um, and then I, I actually ended up beating the game with seven. And that was actually, like, in terms of it being challenging, that was to get to the top with only seven feathers made right. it a little, like, made it a little challenging, uh, which was kind of fun by the time I got to that point because I was trying to get to the end, trying to solve, like, a like a bigger puzzle of, like, environmental, like, how to get around the environment, like, using mm-hmm. flowers and getting the water to the flowers and, like, a lot of little stuff. And that was, like... Uh, I think a, a bit of a challenge that could have been easier if I got more. I I could mm-hmm. have gotten more of the feathers to to do it, but um, 
that I thought that was a kind of a cool thing. Like you can make it as easy or as hard as you want that they kept telling you the whole time that, you know, you can, if you want, kind of reminds me of like, like breath of the wild or any game where it opens up and it says, here's how, here's where you go to finish the game. But there's all sorts of stuff that we made. We made a full game, but so you don't have to just do the intro and the ending. Yeah. Yeah. There's stuff around that'll make this easier. And also like, if you just go to the end, you miss the game. Yeah, exactly. Have you but, uh, have you played the game Celeste? I started it and then I dropped off with it. Okay, so like I think this game is very similar to uh, Celeste in yeah. terms of like the the plot and in terms of, I think the general feeling because I think one of the themes in this one is kind of dealing with um, uh, your own kind of like mental health and stuff. I would mm-hmm. say that that's kind of a major theme about the character, like. You know, you're doing this camping ground and, you know, just getting to the top and that kind of like hurdle you're getting through. Um, just like Celeste, the whole thing is literally about climbing the mountain, which is like your your own right, personal right. struggle and getting to the top. And with Celeste, like that's an extremely hard game, but they're also awesome with their accessibility options in that to make it right, as easy exactly. as you want. And like that's... You know, I, I played that game and I felt accomplishment with it. I beat it and I got to that last the the last mountain area in Celeste, which mm-hmm. is like ridiculously hard. And eventually by the end of that, I was I put on all like the 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 flying easy cheap mode things, quote unquote, to get yeah. through it. And I even though I did that, I still felt inc- incredibly satisfied. And that's what the whole game is telling you to do. Like, you know, you got to take this at your own pace and just do it. You know what you need to do in order to, to quote unquote, beat it. Which right. I think a lot of games don't have that kind of message overall. And I, I appreciate that that's coming through in a lot of games, though, where they're yeah. saying, like, it, the the experience is exactly what you want it to be. So don't worry about those people who are saying, well, you didn't actually beat it because you played on whatever mode. Just play it how you want it and, and enjoy it how you please. And I I think that's why I'm, I'm, I've personally been... Um, you know, even though I enjoy my time with Fortnite, one of the reasons yeah. I'm not going back to it constantly is because... I feel like in order for me to be like successful playing a game like that, I have to put a lot of time in it and I have to compete right, right. against people. But, uh, you know, even a game like Marvel's Avengers, I, you're not really competing against people. You're kind of progressing at your own speed, your own comfortability, your own rate. And I enjoy, yeah. I would enjoy spending more time doing that rather than doing something which I have to be better than the other person on the, on the computer. Um, and, you know, a game that is focused all about taking something at your own pace and making it as hard or as easy that you want, like Celeste or like A Short Hike, I think, are awesome uh, messages to be teaching anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you play uh, Short Hike? Okay, so this uh, if we're if we're talking about some of the cons for this game specifically, <laughs> I played it on my good old PC. Okay. Um, and I heard the, I heard the keyboard controls are not very good. Is that what you're about to talk about? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And uh, th- yeah, I could have put my uh, my controller and hooked my controller up to play it. That I, that would have probably been the easy solution for it. Mm-hmm. But some of the actual like traversal and the climbing in this weird and I don't I don't think this is just because of the controllers part of it's the way the game was but it's like a 3d world where the camera kind of moves on its own and sometimes it'll do this whole like flip so i found yeah. some areas to get some of the more like secret items that i was trying to climb up something like right on the edge of where a camera turn was so it would like be turning up midway and i'd have to like readjust how i was climbing and like get that yeah, perfect yeah. like angle and there were some times when i was straight up frustrated and it wasn't because of um, the fact that I'm just a baby terrible gamer, I think some of those things made the game uh, 
frustrating to play <laughs> at, at right, a certain right. point, and it took the fun out of it. Um, and the actual keyboard controls, not the moving of it, but like the inventory and all that stuff. At first, it was kind of challenging to get, but by the time I was done with my seventy-seven minutes of it, I was pretty ma- much mastering, like going into my inventory, switching items, you know, moving around. Did you have any control issues when you were playing it on the Switch? Nope. I uh, it. it- works just fine for me and it i did hear though about the that it's not great on on a keyboard i should have warned you because i did watch you buy it you were like yeah i'm gonna buy it real quick i was like okay cool, cool. It, it might be the fact that i am a baby gamer because i mean how many victory royales did you get in fortnite like five yeah and how many did i get uh zero I, even against the bots <laughs> yeah that's that's correct i did beat the crazy taxi thing but other than that no real victories <laughs> yeah 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 well, I I think it is a lovely game that if you are looking for some, if you are if you liked Animal Crossing and are kind of tired of it, I, I that's how I kind of am. I'm not I'm not tired of it, but I certainly have moved on to play other stuff. I put in 200 hours of it, and then I was like, and we're good. <laughs> he clearly didn't like it. Nope, hated it, hated every second of it. But if you're looking for for something sweet to play, that will be a nice little reminder that hey, there's good stuff like camping and like hanging out in national parks then I would highly recommend this game. Did you? Would you recommend? Oh, yeah, yeah, I would recommend this game. And, and you know, just go in it with the mindset that this is just like a nice little break game. It's not going to be something that's going to occupy your next, you know, week of time. Right. Uh, just go in looking for a fun uh, example of what video games can be other than just shooting other people and punching other people in the face. Yeah. All right, what, uh, what other indie games did you play? Because we yeah. both played some more. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've been just keeping my ear to the ground for, like, you know, some shorter experience games uh, that I could enjoy, which is ironic because one of the games I I, I chose is a very short experience. The other one is literally a 400-day experience. So I would say that's the longest um, game. You picked picked the shortest game and the longest game to play. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's probably that. Uh, so the, the, the short game I, I picked uh, was a game called Before I Forget. Um, have you heard of this game before? I have not. It, for me, lives in a similar, similar place in my brain as a game like Tell Me Why, which is a game that has a title that makes me think, like, did someone make a mistake on this document? Or, like, yeah, I don't know it, it is. It's called Before I Forget. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's one of those like like artsy game names. Like it just seems right, like right. that from the beginning of it. But guess what? It is an artsy game. Um and it's actually for something that uh, I think is a very like serious real topic. Um and one that personally the reason I played this game is cuz it's something that I personally care a lot about. Um it's about a uh main your main character named Sunita uh who is suffering from early onset dementia. Oh, and gosh. you are basically in You start off in her house with no context and throughout the whole it's a first person game that you're walking around this house and there's all these like weird notes put out throughout the house like um, don't use the stove, check the dates of the food in the fridge, like all these little notes that it seems like you've written to yourself or someone wrote to you and it's kind of creepy sometimes with what they're saying and you don't know what Um, and you're kind of walking around and you're going in these doors and you'll like head into a door and then all of a sudden you're back to where you started from and you don't know how and you turn around and and the door's gone and then you go back to the door again and it's locked so you go to another door and you go in that room you explore it but then you leave and something else happens and uh there's sometimes these weird like 
cloud things that are on the ground that kind of prevent you from walking forward. It's very similar to, uh, and it, it's it's similar not to like PT with how that game is set up, how you're walking around just trying sure, to like kind of explore the house. Yeah. And something seems very wrong, but you don't know what it is. And uh, the whole time you are basically looking for uh, Dylan, who's your husband. And you're trying to find out where he is and what happened and, and where you are. And you keep finding items throughout the house that bring you back to memories. And slowly but surely you get these memories of remembering how you met Dylan for the first time. And, uh, you know, what your job was and what his job was and what your life together was. And then you start to find things like weird, like newspaper articles talking about um, your past and how something happened. And then you had to leave your job and then your husband decided to cancel his tour. And you're like, well, what actually happened? Mm -hmm. And the, the, the whole game makes you feel like are having memory issues and you don't really know what's happening and you're trying to put these pieces together and the the really brilliant thing about it is that you know every time you go through a door and you're confused as to why you're there you start to question as the player like is that door really there <laughs> did yeah. i really just do that or am i just thinking i did that and there's one part that you have to you, you say you have to go to the bathroom your character announces that and you start to go through all these doors but each one isn't the bathroom you're like this has to be the bathroom and you go in there but it's not and then you leave and you go to the next one like this one has to be the bathroom you go in there you're not and eventually like you you your character says like she like has an accident because you couldn't find the bathroom in time but like just like that kind of feeling that you're going through this room with all these doors trying to find the bathroom but each time it's not the right one yeah. And even like earlier, like you thought the bathroom was this door and then you go there and it's not. And it's just like playing with your mind like that, like things that you think are like real or not. And it like the the story itself, I think, comes to a, a, an unsatisfying conclusion. Um, mm -hmm. But nothing beats the experience of playing this game and to start to really get in the head of someone who has these kind of memory issues and to like see notes and messages like that that you, you don't know if you wrote them or someone else wrote them and being kind of confused as to what's happening. Uh, it did a really good job of getting you in that headspace. That sounds incredibly sad. I it, mean, it, like, it really is. like, I'm not trying to make a joke. It, it really sounds like something that I, I think you have to be in uh, the mood to appreciate. You can't I, like I would I don't think you sit down and are like, I think I want to play this game right now. I think you sit down and like, I think that this is an experience that is meaningful and has and has a lot of artistic value and also like just value to it because it is expressing the story that is, I think, perhaps only achievable in a video game. I said earlier that I have a lot of like personal feelings to this. Like uh, it yeah. runs in my family. Like my grand, my grandmother had it. Uh, her sister had it. You know, I, it, the, my um, sure, sure. Um, uncle died extremely young of early onset dementia, oh and gosh. like I'm so sorry. I, you know, it like thing a, a story like this, like it. From my perspective, it didn't really hit me emotionally the way I thought it would. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's because I'm so like. I'm I'm so aware of all this kind of stuff that yeah, I think yeah. to to have someone who does not have this kind of experience to really understand what dementia and Alzheimer's is like and what it can be like for that person and, and the other people living around them. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that is such an important thing to play to understand because really Alzheimer's dementia is such a scary thing because we don't know much about it. Yeah, um, right. We don't really have any kind of cure for it. And it's just something that's like a, like a degenerative disease that, um, 
you know, once once it starts happening, it's only going to get worse. And I think that's yeah. a very scary thing in general to do uh, and just to hear about and play through. So I, I think a game like this is great because it's really not a topic you hear a lot in video games. And a video game is the perfect way to tell a story like this in a right, way that right. really shows you what it's like um, more so than even just reading about it or talking to someone with it. Sure. Wow. That, I mean, that sounds extremely powerful uh, for sure. Like, um, I mean, I guess I'll talk about one of mine. It's, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry to bring that one up first. There's probably no, no easy no, way it's to all good. <laughs> transition. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the one that is that I think it is is similar in that idea of, of like perspective and and uh not not in the exact same way obviously but uh one one of the games that i played is called superliminal are you familiar with superliminal by pillow castle uh, yeah i've heard of it it's like a first person puzzler sort of yeah so i think i think you said it exactly right it is a it is a puzzle em up first person adventure that is so heavily inspired inspired by Portal that I think they played the first Portal. It blew their mind, and they were like, "Well, no one could ever do this better than that." And then they played Portal Two, and they were like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> um, so I would say that that the problem with this game is that it is, it is so similar to Portal, and it makes me think like, "Man, I really want to play Portal," <laughs> which is not what you want to think while you are <laughs> playing a different game that's not Portal. Although Portal is very good. I will also say this. Superliminal is very good. It just... Uh, so basically the whole thing is perspective is everything. You play as this guy who is participating in like a dream therapy program. But while he's in the program and doing this study, he's you're, you're trapped. He. I mean, just from my perspective, he. You're, you're trapped in this reoccurring like dream thing. And basically you're guided by the doctor. His name is Dr. Glenn Pierce on how to like exit the dream. And so the whole, there, this message that keeps coming up throughout the whole game is perspective is everything. So basically you walk in a room and you see like a banana on a table. You can go and you can pick up the banana and it will be banana sized. But if you like hold it up to the light and so that it's, it's much bigger than you and you let it go. Now it has changed into that size. Hmm. So you solve puzzles by doing, um, Things like that. So you pick things up, make them bigger. You pick things up, make them smaller so that you can get to the end of the doorways and, and progress throughout the levels. That Additionally, there are things called, and I had to look up how to pronounce this, uh, trompe l'oeil, which I assume it's a French thing, trompe l'oeil. It is, uh, it's an illusion, and it's basically when something is projected onto multiple surfaces, but when viewed from the correct angle, it forms that whole piece. So basically, if you are looking for a block to weigh down a, a button so that you can go through the door, you and there's no block in the room, you kind of look around, and it's like, oh, well, part of the block is projected on this pillar, and it's also projected on the wall back there, and it's also projected on this other box, so you have to like move it all together so that when you see it, you can pick it up and grab it, and now it's exactly what it is. It's a cool game. It's a cool concept. You can play it in like an hour and a half, two hours. The only problem I have with it is that it doesn't take its ideas further. I think you and I discussed this a while ago. I think when it first came out on Switch, it it basically, because I played it then as well, there's this horror section. Where you're having, I mean, you're having this fine dream. It's, it's, you know, all in, takes place in a dream. And then it very suddenly has like a very, very dramatic tone shift where now all the lights are out. You're walking through like kitchens and stuff and, and things like that. And there's like blood all over the ground and doors are like slamming. And it's, it's 
the tone shift is so dramatic that it's actually pretty spooky. And then as you continue, you find out that all the lights turn on and, oh, it's not blood, it's red paint. And, hmm. okay, it was just your perspective that that's why it was scary because you didn't know what it was. And from your perspective, it looked like blood and you were in this dark room and these doors were slamming. So it was scary. But in actuality, when you have a new perspective, oh, that's different. And I thought that was the best part of the game because it really plays with your perception of what reality is. But then it doesn't do that ever again. And yeah, it doesn't continue to do that. Because that, that seems really cool specifically because this game seems like it is, it, as you're saying, about perspective. And perspective mm-hmm. is more than just the size of an object. You know, like exactly. Uh, it's about how we see the world and everything around that. So like to to come up with a theme like that, that sounds like a, an awesome like little moment and way to represent that, that again, you really couldn't do that in other mediums the same way mm-hmm. that you could in this game. So I think that that sounds really cool. And, and, and it is really cool. But again, I mean, there's only so many times that you can make like a chess piece huge to be like, whoa, you know? Yeah. Because that is cool, but that is what the whole game is basically. And then there's this one section that's that was the most interesting part because it did something different with that whole idea. I mean, and, and I'm not a, like, I don't make games, but just like off the top of my head, you could make something like you're falling and falling and falling. And then you realize like, Oh, it's a projection. Oh, I'm actually just sitting in the the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, okay, cool. You know, that kind of stuff where it is playing with like, well, what do you perceive versus what is actually happening? Mm -hmm. So it's cool though. It's a good game. I'd, I'd recommend it for sure. Is it hard? So I didn't really struggle with any of the puzzles other than at the end, there is as like things are ramping up there was a really cryptic puzzle that i didn't understand and i looked up a video of, of how to do it on youtube because it's just like i it, i didn't understand what the why things were happening when i did certain things like certain mm-hmm. inputs i just didn't understand what their the effect of inputting that was yeah and so i just looked up a video on how to do it and i just said okay because i sat with it for like 15 minutes yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. i want to figure this out because it's the only thing i mean it wasn't a make this big puzzle it was like walking through different doors and mm. i didn't understand what was causing different things to happen but yeah, it feels like like that that would be like a puzzle in like uncharted you're right that you you really don't know how to do it you're just kind of like clicking the random buttons hopefully you'll get the order eventually kind of thing right but i got frustrated enough so yeah. i was like fine, yeah it's fine. Like, what's, what's the actual answer <laughs> yes but it's a good game i would, I would recommend yeah it sounds that sounds great uh i asked if it was hard because like i like i like puzzle games but i don't like puzzle games that are impossible it uh, let me say this. There are some puzzles where I see what has to happen. And what's cool about it as well, and I think cool about some parts of, I think more of the original Portal than Portal 2, was like, okay, I see how I need to get to where I need to go. But I don't know how they want me to do it. But I think I can figure out my own way that maybe wasn't the developer intended way. And mm-hmm. with Superliminal, because you can change the size of things to be however big you want or however small or whatever it sometimes feels like you're cheesing some of the puzzles Mm. a little bit Mm. uh which to me doesn't feel good because it makes me feel like well i had to kind of break the game to do that but But it lets you break the game which is nice it kind of also seems like the the uh dreams tutorials the the building tutorials get this guy across the bridge and you're like okay I, i can do all these crazy things with this one with these little blocks, or I can just make one real big ramp and yeah. solve it. <laughs> just big, big thing. Yeah. That was that was oftentimes my solution for stuff was just make big <laughs> banana, make big chess piece, make big big phone, make small. <laughs> so 
Um, What's your next game? So my next game uh, I played. Uh, if you got four hundred days uh, to to you know spend on a game, uh, you should play the game called The Longing. And so this game, legitimately, the whole point of this game is that it takes four hundred days to beat. Okay. So you start off, um, and uh, you, you you have this like big like underground king character. Um, who, who says basically um, I'm I'm gonna go to sleep for 400 days, um, and you have to stay underground, and then in four because I have a really important message to tell you. Don't leave, and in 400 days, I will tell you that message. And you're this little shade dude, this little cute like kind of almost kind of creepy little black like character looking thing with like these like big um, uh, yellow eyes and like these little like 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 pearl like teeth okay. uh and you're, you're you look a little sad as you're walking around but you also have this little like distant smile on your face and it's basically kind of like a point and click game hmm. where you have to click and have the character walk someplace and you're just kind of waiting for the 400 days to pass sounds fun right i guess so i mean 400 real life human days huh Gregorian. 400 real life human days i have it pulled up right now i have yeah. 349 days left Nine hours, forty-eight minutes, and twelve seconds. Before so it's I can literally beat this game. just counting down. Interesting. So, what what is there in the world to interact? Like, is there a story? Is there other stuff going on, or is it just waiting? So there, much, there's not, there's played? not really a story, um, other than the the fact that you have to wait for the four hundred days to get this information from your king. Um, but you have this little house, and I guess okay. the gameplay thing of this house is to kind of build it, fill it out with stuff that you find around the world. Like you start off, you have like uh, a, a piece of black coal and a piece of pa- a couple of pieces of paper that you can draw stuff. So you can like choose to draw the moon or do whatever and then you can hang it up in your house. You also have a bunch of books on your shelf okay. um, that your character can read and they read it pretty much in real time. So like uh, the, the first book they give you is the entirety of Moby Dick. The, the whole book of Moby Dick that comes out to, it's like in-game 1,282 pages. Um, oh and you can just sit there and watch him like flip through the book and read it. Like the, and you could also read it too if you wanted, because they have the whole text there that you can read. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Twelve hundred pages of Moby Dick. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. So you can just have your character read it, and then he'll like write a little note saying that like, oh, and he has like a little journal he keeps with like the stuff that happens. And he's like, oh, that was a good little book. Um, or you can like leave your house and start exploring to find more things like more colors of coal, more paper, more books. Um, and there's this whole world underground that you can kind of walk around. And some of the things like it with time being a major gameplay component of it is, all right, this door looks old. looks like it hasn't been opened in a while. It's going to take uh, five hours to open this door. So come hmm. back when the door finishes opening. So then you like go somewhere else. Um, and it's like, oh, these stalactites uh, look like they might fall. Um, they'll probably fall in a week. Come back in a week. And then you come wow, back in a week and you can get a little bit further in that side of things. Um, and you're just kind of like walking around, exploring, seeing stuff. And in the process, you are finding that stuff to make your house nicer. Like I found a couple mm-hmm. carpets on the ground that I that I put in my house. Uh, right. There's this like uh, you, you, hurt, you walk in this room and you're like, I hear something running behind the walls. Like something sounds funny behind the walls. And you find this little like stone that you push. And then all this water starts coming out and dripping down. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess there's some water behind these walls. And then you go back to your house and now there's like a running water in your house. Hmm. 
it, it, there's like a bunch of this little stuff and as you keep collecting stuff and making your house nicer and you can like expand it by like digging stuff time actually moves slightly faster so in my game now uh time moves like every seconds two seconds so even though this game takes 200 days to complete or 400 days to complete the more you do the faster time moves because you're happier and the, I guess the happier oh, and nicer things are, the sooner wow. you can finish this game. So theoretically, if you get enough stuff, I'm sure time would move real quick. So it doesn't actually take 400 days. But I see. But 400 days is like the the basic uh, currency or thing that you have to overcome. So right. you can just choose to straight up wait that amount of time. Or you can keep finding stuff, exploring, doing new things in order to make time go faster. Which it's kind of this little cool game that, you know, everything about it is slow. Like your character, it's almost comical how slow the mm -hmm. character moves. Um, but you can save like locations. And then like right now, like I have the game open. You have all these locations saved. Um, and you can just choose to have your character walk there. So there's this like endless hallway that you can walk to. And there's all these uh, things that you can collect in there like paper and books and, and things like that. And it basically you just keep walking walking forever and you can go there and collect this stuff um and uh it you know takes forever to get to that place but your character will just automatically walk there you keep it up in a corner of your screen once he gets there you just click on something every once in a while and then once you're done or you have to leave your computer just have him do the long walk back to his house and it's it's such a weird little clicker game that's almost mm -hmm. like uh one of those auto clicker games because it yeah, always is running so even when i'm like not playing the stuff is happening. He keeps reading when you close the game mm. out. He keeps walking when you close the game out, and he'll eventually get there. Um, and it's it's a really unique type of game that I don't think I've ever played something like it before. I actually started like uh, because there's like a room that has a map that basically like pulls out and you can see everything. But mm. what I've been basically doing is I've been mapping out the caves myself in like a journal that I'm doing. So I like named each room like the AC, AH, AI, whatever, and I name them a different like thing. And then I show like where each door in the room goes to because it's kind of like a maze to get through mm. um, to like find the right place. And it's just been kind of like, all right, I'm in this room. Now where do I have to go? I have to find this door. Oh, I've actually never been in this room before. I wonder where it leads me. And I'm kind of making it like this little exploratory thing. Like if I have some free time, I just like in the corner here, like am slowly going through the game, exploring, progressing, seeing new stuff. Um, oh, interesting. It, it's, it, it's a fun little diversion. And if it, you know, people say like, you know, a game, you got you to gotta have a game that, you know, uh, if you're paying money for a game, it should it should last longer than what you paid for it in terms of like money and time. Well, right, right. I did not spend four hundred dollars on this game, and I I could uh you know spend four hundred days playing it if I wanted to. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, that's kind of cool. I uh, will be interested to hear how that ends because also the kind of like my my worry, and I think this might just be my broken brain, but like if I were to start a game that's like all right, it's gonna take four hundred days to complete, I would be sitting there like. What if at the end, it's not that good? Like, what if he comes out and like his what he has to say is not that interesting? But I wouldn't be able to look it up because I'd be like, well, I don't want to spoil it if it's going to be good. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and I've been looking. They, they have like uh, there's a different there's multiple endings you can get to. Um, and, uh, they were saying that if you decide to, uh, like cheat the game and like change the in-game counter, there's like a different, um, if you go in the code and like recode it, there's a different ending for those cheaters who do it that way. Oh, and like that's... if you do certain stuff and everything, like you're, you're, there's multiple endings that you can get in this game. So you can not only play it for, for 400 days, you could play it for, uh, 1200 
more days and just keep getting yeah. all the different endings if you want i guess that's um, that's actually i like when games do that i think there was something with like silent hill 2 or if you like emulated it yeah it like something happened but yeah and i think the point of this game it's not going to be what happens at the end like no, i don't think like the journey that, it's yeah it, it, and I, I know that sounds super <laughs> lame and whatever well but i mean we you look at like a short hike and and the game, at least for me, was not getting to the end. The game was experiencing the world, and then the ending is good, but if you didn't really experience the world, then there's no, like... I, I feel like if you just ran through that, and you're like, okay, well, I completed it, it was kind of dumb. Like, yeah, I just climbed up a hill. Right. But, but like, well, did you take the time to see it? No. So then you didn't play the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, I think that sounds actually very interesting, and I'm excited to hear how it ends from you, because, again... I can't. I wouldn't be able to play that. <laughs> well, but even like I, I, I started playing this probably like a month ago, and right. uh, I haven't probably opened it in three weeks. And I just opened it this week to like do some stuff. And I kind of felt sad for my guy, but he still has his little toothy grin as he's still reading. That he's at the end of of the book he was currently <laughs> reading, but he still looks super happy, just sitting in his comfy chair, just waiting. Um, what book he, was he reading? Uh, he big, was what, some was collection of poems. Uh, I, I've actually been journaling about my experience and what I've been doing each day. Um, so it's like see. Pride and Prejudice, or like <laughs> no, I I haven't unlocked that one yet. Um, is he, it in there? Uh, it's a book called Goose Girl, is what I have him reading. Ah, Goose Girl. But I think they use like uh, books that are in uh, what, what do they call that? Public uh, domain. Well, yeah, in public domain. So that's how they have the entirety of Moby Dick there. So they have right, right. Like, collections of poetry um, and other things that that you can just collect randomly. So that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Can I tell you about my final game? Sure. Let's do it. Justin, this is a game that you would really like, I think, and it's on Game Pass, so you have literally no excuse. I'm ready. It's called Carrion. It is developed by Phobia Game Studio, which is a Polish developer, and in it, 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 it feels like Hotline Miami. It reminds me a lot of Hotline Miami. It's published by Devolver Digital, so same, similar, like, similar kind of thing. In it, you play as this giant amorphous tentacle monster. Okay. That's trying to escape you from have this. my attention. <laughs> Where basically you're trying to escape from the facility that you've been like contained in, and it's it's like the exact opposite of basically any monster game you've ever played because instead of playing as the person trying to contain the monster, you play as the monster trying to escape, and uh, you you travel around the facility and you find different pieces of your DNA that like allow you to get bigger and evolve to be more like both like offensive and also defensive and then those abilities also help you solve puzzles. So like one of the first things that you get is you can shoot a tentacle across the room to uh, you can hit a guy with it and it'll like pin him to the wall while you eat his friends, or you can uh, like shoot it through like a, like a grate and to like grab a switch and pull the switch in a place that you couldn't normally reach. But then as you get bigger, you have the ability to like harden your your whole body so that you can take bullets more without being hurt. Or you have the ability to turn invisible for a short period of time and, and stuff like that. It's really cool. It is it's like really pixelated, too. So it's, it kind of reminds me of like Rampage almost in like the terms okay. of graphics. And the whole the whole like game is just about escaping. And it's it's kind of like a. I, I don't really like this term because I feel like it's kind of used to death. It's kind of like a Metroidvania, but it it's that kind of game where it's like, okay, new areas unlock as you sort of, you know, gain new abilities and, and uh, mutate and evolve even more. And as you evolve and mutate, you get bigger and bigger, allowing you to take more hits. And there are certain puzzles, there, there are certain like levels of 
your abilities that you have at different sizes. So there's like three total sizes. There's one where it's huge, one where you're really tiny, one where you're kind of in between. And so you have to like deposit your biomass in different spots so that you can use your tentacle ability or you can have to go eat the biomass again to be huge to use the, um, some of them are escaping me. Oh, there's one where you just like ram uh, whichever way you're going. So you can like break these wooden planks that you couldn't break before. And if you do that, it destroys the planks. But also like if you do that to a group of people, like their arms go like flying and everything. And uh, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. The movement feels really good. You just like, like drift around as this huge thing and like tentacles are just coming out everywhere, grabbing everything. Uh, and, and like the, you, you, there are different approaches you can have to it. You can just like fly into the middle of a room and be like, what's up motherfuckers. And like grab <laughs> everyone and eat them. But, but as you start to like ex- experience guards that are a little bit more like have armor and, and stuff, you can't really do that. So, you go into like the vents up above the room and like everyone's freaking out and you can use your, you can like growl. And so that causes some people to come closer to you and other people to freak out and run away. So you can use that to your advantage. There's um, an ability where you can possess people and like walk, walk around as them to uh, activate switches and stuff. And then also use their guns. So you like, possess one guy and he like runs into the middle of the room and you're like all right time to kill everyone like bang 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 and it's it's very very cool uh reminds me a little bit of uh if you've ever did you see annihilation maybe yes. maybe not it reminds me a little bit of that in just thematically where it's like yo monsters are pretty freaking wild huh <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's yeah what's up i'm looking online and it yeah. says for genres metroidvania is one of them yeah. the second one is horror I did see that. It's not scary because you are the monster. Okay. So it's horror I mean, in the fact that it's kind of like you, you're the, you're a monster terrorizing people, not that you're f- fear or afraid. Correct. Of There's no, you're not, it's not, you're not afraid because you are what they should be afraid of. Um, I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not super settling. Like I wouldn't say it's like a relaxing game because <laughs> the sound, the soundtrack is kind of spooky. And like, obviously the sounds are just people getting eaten and screaming and, and things of that nature. But I don't, it's not scary. Um, it is, I have it on Switch, and the image for it on Switch is gross. I mean, I'm not, I don't need, little, I, I'll little, send you a picture. A little ticky in you? A little ticky? No, no, I'll send you a picture of it. I really don't want to say it on this podcast, because I think it's kind of gross. Got uh, it, got it. Remember, we're we're not really for kids, but kids could watch this or listen it's, to It's this. the kind of thing that yeah. I just don't want anyone to hear, like hear me say out of my human mouth. So if you want to know what it look, what the image for it on the Switch is, Go ahead and look that up. I'll send it to you, Justin. Cool. Uh, maybe I'll tweet it out. I maybe I won't. I'm not. Make sure you do it on my work account. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, it's it's a it's a really interesting game. The only problem I have with it is that it all the areas look the same and feel mm. the same. So I played it when it first came out and I finished it. And then in preparation to talk about to talk about it, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna replay it. And I stopped about three hours in. It's like four or five hours. I stopped like three hours in because I literally could not figure out where to go next. Even though, again, I had beaten it. But if you looked up a guide for it, it's kind of be like, okay, well, where am I in this guide? I have no idea because yeah. it all it all really looks the same. So that's the only thing that I would say is is a major problem for it. Have you played the video game? Um, the video game. Have you played the game uh, Inside? No, it's uh, I have it downloaded on my um, Xbox though. Okay, it's free uh, with gold. One day, I, I, if I were you, I think yeah. a good based on your description of it. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't played uh, Carrion, obviously, but 
Um, the that game, I think there are a lot of similarities to hmm. this, and I would be interested to hear what you thought um, comparing the two next to each other uh, are. Interesting. Um, because uh, the it's uh, Inside is not a Metroidvania type of game. It's it's more of so a. It's like a, what was that? The game that that the studio made before that. Uh, Limbo. Limbo. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a a room platformer kind of thing, a puzzle platformer mm-hmm. that you have to get through each room and kind of move on, and you don't really come back to it. But right. um, yeah, there, there. You when you play that game, you'll you'll know the the comparison I'm trying to make because there's definitely a, a carry in okay. type of vibe to it. Interesting. Okay. Um. That that is interesting because again, I I am familiar with with Inside. I've not played it, but it's been on my you know my Xbox Games with Gold download whatever. Um. So the fact that you just said that it has any sort of similarity to Carrion is extremely interesting. To it me. is. It is. You should play it. It's, <laughs> it's a quick game, too. That one's like three or four hours, right. so it's not like yeah. anything crazy. But another fun game that I think the sound design in that and that specifically Limbo as well. But in that game, the sound design really is a, is a, a thing that um, sticks out to me. You should you should play Carrion. Again, it's on Game Pass. You got, it's I good. do have Game Pass. I, I need to... Um, uh, I need to get a uh, better controller. I want to get an Xbox controller for my uh, computer. Um, not oh, that not I couldn't use one? the one that I have, but like mm-hmm. one, like I'm thinking of getting one of the elite ones to like plug into my computer oh, so sure, I can play sure. all those Game Pass games with the Xbox controller. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I, I think I'm to the point when I'm, I'm I'm sick of trying to get through the mouse and keyboard for a lot of these games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be a yeah. lot easier to just use the darn controller. And I think it would be good to get the elite because that mm-hmm. wasn't that's a good controller. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Say what you want about like Xbox and whatever. Thank you. I will. But uh, their <laughs> their controllers are very, very good, <laughs> in my opinion. All right. Well, uh, hey, thank you so much for listening to our show. I I said the word bloviate last time, and I think I did a poor job of explaining what it means. It just means to to talk yeah. for a long time about about something. It's not necessarily about something inconsequential, but it is just to to talk at length about something. And I, I love talking at length about video games, especially with you, Justin, because uh, I can't do that with a whole lot of other people in my life sometimes because they don't they don't care. My mom asked me what <laughs> they don't, this is very they sweet. Don't get it. My mom asked me about the GameCube, and I was like. Mom, I would kill someone if I could get my hands on a good on a GameCube with a copy of like Eternal Darkness and like Luigi's Mansion, and <laughs> it was very sweet. But I was like, "Yeah, this is why I talk to Justin." <laughs> <laughs> you just don't get it. Um, Elena likes talking about games, though. But so, if, if you're interested, though, I would I would really appreciate it if you gave us a follow on Twitter. That's at HitboxPod, or uh, you know, sent us an email or tweeted at us just your thoughts on maybe a great indie game that you've played, or or maybe your thoughts on the the PlayStation 5 pre-order everything, or even the Xbox Series X and S side of that as well. Uh, you can email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com or you know, tweet at us or, I don't know, text me if you have my phone number. Don't do that. If yeah, Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't give that get, out. Don't give that out. <laughs> I'm, uh, it is six, and the rest is a mystery. Well, now they know the first one, though. They're going to narrow it down. Trial oh and error. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Six, one, 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 one. <laughs> gosh, dang it. That, that's a that's probably a joke from something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if not, you can also give us both follows on Twitter. Um, I'm at Peter Spitek, P-E-T-E-R-S-P-I-T-T-E-C-H. Or you can find me um, 
writing news at dualshockers.com. That's what I do during my weekdays. And you can find me at Justin Matkovich on Twitter. Uh, at feel feel free to to drop a follow there, and you can also follow me if you want if you want to follow me on PlayStation and or Xbox. My username is Jammer zero six one zero. Can't I, I could change that, but I haven't yet. <laughs> Uh, my 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 PSN and Xbox stuff is the same as my Twitter at. Uh, but here's the problem with your PlayStation whatever, Justin, if I may, for just a moment. Go ahead. Uh, everything is blocked on there. So it just says that we're friends, but it doesn't say, like, I can't see the games that you play. I can't compare trophies with you. Mm. I can't do anything. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just, I get notified. And, and it also doesn't tell me when you're online or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's literally just... It is a little section of my PlayStation that says, hey, this guy exists. <laughs> He's there, I probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Here's so. the thing. I actually don't play anything. I was going to say, I was like, oh, interesting. He's uh, never online. But anyway, so hey, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, and remember, you know, I got to come up with something to say at the end every single time because lately it's just been like nothing. Oh, yeah. Hit us with that hitbox sound again. All right. Yeah, here we it. go. Because remember, I need to cash in all my change because I'm now poor. There's, there's, there's that, that I'm going to use this to buy my, my PlayStation right there. Go in and just say like, uh, one PlayStation, please. And just put that <laughs> on the table. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. See ya. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>